Hi, uh, everyone. You are listening to uh, Jake Roberts. Uh, I am the video producer here at Better Business Bureau. Although now that we've ventured into podcasting, my title should probably change. Podcast God. And uh, I'm here with... I'm Kimberly Rowland. I'm the director of entrepreneur programs at your Better Business Bureau. What does a director of entrepreneur programs do? At Better Business Bureau. We're still working on that. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You've asked me that question a few times in some videos. So I was hired to bring online our third building on our campus here in Phoenix. So we have campuses now in San Diego, Yuma, um, all across northern Arizona, here in Phoenix as well, Orange County. But we have a beautiful campus in Phoenix with multiple buildings. So I was hired one year ago to bring online a co-working space, which we are working on getting opened as we speak. And and, I, and Phoenix is the the proving ground for that idea within the BBB system, right? Yes, that's what we think. Yes, we think we're the first to do this, and whatever we do, we would love for it to scale. Pieces, you know, not every BBB has an amazing campus with three buildings, so we are very fortunate in that sense. But in addition, or I should say, and in addition, we are working on programming that can be delivered to entrepreneurs innovators, small business owners, and that programming will come in the form of a summit, which we can talk more about that we're hosting our first um, summit this Friday. It may come in the format of a longer incubator program that will occur on weeknights for business owners and maybe like a cohort-based model over several months. It will come in services that will be delivered in the co-working space and here in our business and community center where we are recording our podcast. Um, So there's a lot of other programmatic pieces that I'm also working on here with our creative services team um, at Better Business Bureau. So it's really exciting, everything that we're doing. And this podcast piece is a dream come true because, Jake, you and I have talked about it for almost a year. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been a podcast listener since high school, and the idea of doing my own podcast has like been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I do have my own personal podcast that mm-hmm. I do with some movie friends of mine. But then to bring that in to work and have that be um, a source of content that we can put out to not only um, enrich our, our accredited businesses experience with Better Business Bureau, but also to, um, you know, uh, educate uh, potential accredited businesses, new businesses, entrepreneurs, everything mm-hmm. like that. You know, I, it's, it's exciting. Such a good idea. Yeah, it's super exciting because, like you said, podcasts are, I mean, they've been around for a long time, but they're really getting kind of a renaissance in the last few years. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's because they're easier to even listen to now? Like, as a non-Apple person, it's so easy for me to find and listen to and follow a lot of podcasts on my Android device using Spotify. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Android. I'm an iPhone person. (sighs) (laughs) Um I, I think I think you're right. There are more podcasts and there are only going to be more podcasts. Um, and I think it's because um, I mean, think about it. We're in maybe maybe the second decade of podcasts being a thing. Um, think about how many radio stations popped up the second decade after, you know, um, broadcast became a thing, you know? So like, Mm uh, and then not only that, but people are becoming more savvy to the technology needed for podcasting. It's becoming cheaper as well. Um, 
uh, I think it's it, it's becoming more of um, a necessity from a content creator perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my YouTube channel, I've got my Vimeo, I've got my Instagram. Now I've got my podcast. You know, like it, I think it's part of, if you're if you're a part of making a brand, that's just one more tool for getting the word out. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Do you think some of it also has to do with as cities become bigger, especially a city like Phoenix with so much commuting, people, you know, have more time in a vehicle or in a commute. So it's kind of a captive time. And unfortunately, as people go less and less away from reading printed newspapers, which I still love, mm-hmm. um, but they everyone has a phone. Almost everyone has a pair of earbuds, right? Wait, you still read print, not even like on your phone. You go to like the gas station. Yes, and get like the AZ Republic? Absolutely, yes. I was getting it delivered to my house for <laughs> a long time. I, I just recently ended that subscription, but I was getting the New York Times delivered. I love having a hard copy of a newspaper in my hand. There's nothing that compares, you know, getting the ink on your fingers, being able to flip through the different sections, seeing the the, the photos printed. I love, and I get so many weird stares, <laughs> especially as a millennial, but I, I met someone at the Arizona Republic a few years ago. She was... Um, one of the main editors and she actually gave me a hug and she almost started crying she's like thank you so much and I was like <laughs> she's like yeah I mean she admitted print is almost dead but I think print just like podcasts right or what else um what another great analogy is vinyl right coming Vinyl's back renaissance in, oh huge right now um, last decade right yeah I mean it never died there was always people who had vinyl but it's like it stayed alive with like DJs and stuff. Yes. But now we've got this kind of like 80s, 90s nostalgia kind of kick going. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get that way with newspapers and even magazines because I felt like magazines were kind of dipping off. But still, like you see magazines, if magazines were totally obsolete, they wouldn't be at every checkout you know, counter at every grocery store still. Like So people are still buying these things. But I do think podcasts are amazing because they are insanely portable. So you could be listening to this anywhere. And and, and like the good thing about podcasts, though, is like the 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 analog version of a podcast, I guess, would be radio. Right. But in order to have a in order to be on the radio, you need to have a millionaire kind of backing you up Mm -hmm. to 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 provide the station, to provide the the airtime, you know, have the antenna. You know, you don't need any. We put this together for under a thousand dollars. Yeah. Maybe we can do a real meta type podcast in the future, in the near future here about how to start a podcast. How to start a podcast, how to like improve your brand with podcasting. Yes. Podcast on podcast on podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But like, um, no, yeah, you're totally right. Podcasting um, enables uh, you to hear a lot of different voices, right? It enables a more diverse crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to, to start a BBB podcast um, for a lot of, for, and for a lot of reasons, right? Um, I, I think one of the reasons that I was really excited about was to um, invite uh, entrepreneurs in um, mm-hmm. and, and record with us yes. and kind of hear their stories, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. want to talk about that idea that yes. it's your idea. No, but. I mean, we're going to implement it together though. So, absolutely love one of my favorite podcasts that i find so easy to listen to is npr is how i built this shout out to npr shout out to how i built this shout out to anyone that wants to sponsor our podcast at a more local level um i think it's a great podcast because first of all 
the format, you know, it's very straightforward and simple, yet it it has been consistent. I think he's done hundreds, if not thousands of shows at this point. So he brings in um, people who are the founders of these really large corporations and organizations that are known, are household names, right? And he interviews them about their story. And what I love about it is it doesn't glamorize the process. Like he talks about where they failed and their difficulties in starting up and even their existing difficulties. So I think that's a huge issue with the entrepreneur scene, not just in Phoenix, but in general is like this glamorization of this entrepreneur life and you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg or um, Sheryl Sandberg. You know, it's not going to happen for 99.999% of people. That being said, there's thousands of amazing business people all around our state and all around the country that have small businesses, family-owned businesses, and they're really successful. They're putting out a great product or service. They have amazing customer loyalty. They do a great job marketing. And and they're doing all that without being like a nationally traded company exactly. or, or, or being the next hottest like tech company. You know, Most of them are, right. Exactly right, Jake. And so the thing about it is, unfortunately, but and fortunately for us, is that podcast it has a cult following now. How I built this, and so he is interviewing these very famous folks. So our my inspiration, one of the ideas when we talked about putting a podcast together was let's interview our local celebrities and our local heroes who are business owners, and let's have them tell their story because yes, there will be some similarities, but they're going to have a different story as well. Um, regarding how they started their plumbing company, how they started their pool service, how they started their consulting firm, their chiropractic office. I mean, we have members across so many sectors and industries. I think it's going to be really fascinating to just, you know, learn from them, how they started their business. The other thing I personally love learning is I love hearing people's backstories Mm -hmm. because most folks who are business owners did not start that business right out of high school or college. They had a corporate career. They worked for a nonprofit. And so I personally love that backstory. And that's why I'm excited for uh, Beth from Vox Landscaping. She's giving the keynote address at our Industrious Women Summit um, on Friday the 24th. Ironically enough, uh, uh, Beth has a background in broadcast. Does she really? Yeah, she worked at a radio station. Oh my gosh. Okay, see, I didn't even realize that. That's so funny. All I knew was that um, she has this huge personality. The first time I ever got to meet her was here in this studio when you were filming her video for um, our Torch Awards. Awards. Yeah, Torch mm-hmm. Awards for Ethics. And she was a finalist, and then her company won the award mm-hmm. this year in 2018. And I was like, this woman is really magnetic. She draws all like energy to her. She puts it back out. And so she was the perfect person to have for our first ever ever Industrious Women Summit to kick off the morning. You know, people are pretty tired on a Friday morning. She's going to tell her story kind of in a format like we want to do on this podcast of tell us what her career path is. And she describes it as like a windy path. And mm-hmm. she started many ventures. And now she has this really successful really high-end landscaping company and so I knew she had a lot of previous experience but I didn't know it was in broadcasting so that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she uh, I've I, she's been a, a client of ours on the sponsorship side mm-hmm. for I can say years now mm-hmm. uh, so I've worked with her a lot she's great um, I love hearing her her like weird stories from like the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um, so it'll be it is It'd be great to listen to her talk about like her start and, and get, getting to where she is now. Yeah, um, I'm super excited. Yeah, she's a great business owner. We'll definitely have to bring her in for a podcast too. I would. I think she would love that too. 
Yeah. She should be so down for that. Well, the other exciting thing about podcasts is it's not just a selfish way for us to sit here and talk about BBB and like indoctrinate people, but it's really a place where you can talk about ideas and share stories. And I think it provides a lot of value to small business owners, right? Because there are some small business owners who um, maybe they're 10 employees or less and they aren't a big organization like BBB, we're a nonprofit organization, and now we have over 100 employees. So we have like a full service marketing team, mm-hmm. and that's why we're very fortunate to have the resources um, on our staff that we do. And so that's another service we're going to be able to bring our members is this podcast studio. So first of all, it's a service because you know if you're a business owner, you can listen to this podcast for free while you're driving. You know if you're on a job and you want to download it and have it plugged in, if that's something you you do. You know if you normally listen to music or another podcast. So it's going to be a free resource for fellow business owners to listen to and then also to contribute to and to be mm-hmm. on the show. And then you could put that content back out to your audience. So it's kind of like a triple or quadruple win. Yeah, yeah. And and like it's such a natural move for Better Business Bureau, right? Because mm-hmm. people see us as like a consumer and watchdog group, mm-hmm. right? Which we are. To an extent. W- to an extent, mm-hmm. which that's that's part of like the services we offer. But to open up and and blaze this new trail of like of of helping businesses become better of like giving them the tools and resources and educational programs they need mm-hmm. to get to where they want to be yes like why not you know i agree it's very exciting i mean the other thing that just makes natural sense like you said jake was we are a nonprofit organization which i already mentioned but we are a 501c6 which means we are supported by our members who are business owners so we want to provide so many resources and services to them even once you've started right because there's a lot of business owners that are they've they've already started they have established clientele but they're ready to grow or scale their business so we want to provide uh, tips tricks resources to them the other group that we're really trying to work with with the co-working space and with some of our entrepreneur programs are folks who are starting up which historically Historically, Better Business Bureau has not helped, right? Because mm-hmm. you needed to be in business for six to 12 months before you could even contact us, really. Um, and the thing about it is, it's hard to start a business. There's a lot of great free resources out there, but it's also hard to even know where to find those resources. And some yeah. of them you can't find physically in person. They're only online and you have to kind of jump through a million different uh, websites. And it's not intuitive. It's not easy. And so we want to be kind of a one-stop shop where people can come and learn how to build a better business. Right. What we hope in the future is your first thought when you're starting your business is to go to BBB. Mm-hmm. And start from there. Yes, totally. Yeah. That's exciting. It's very visionary, <laughs> but I think it's also very realistic and attainable for us. And so that's why I'm excited for this podcast um, because it's a really important next step for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that you can expect from this podcast. Um, what are, do you, should we, should we talk about some like, potential guests not not that they're like Ooh, uh, to add pressure to them or anything yeah <laughs> we could i mean we already said beth so now maybe she's gonna feel obliged yeah hopefully hopefully well i, I think w- she'll totally be like yes yes she will yeah. she's awesome i think um yeah i mean like we said we want to invite our members in and i also want to bring in folks who are more on the this is a confusing way to say it because we're it means different things to different people, but service providers, okay? So 
I would consider us a service provider. I would consider the Small Business Administration a service provider. I would consider the Small Business Development Centers, which are part of the SBA, but they are located within the community college system, a service provider. So anyone who has resources, be it paid or free for entrepreneurs and business owners, I also want to bring them in to do interviews because a lot of them, again, have great resources that a lot of folks don't actually know about Mm -hmm. because they're somewhat bureaucratic, right, or they're offered in weird locations or they're difficult to come across. Or even that they don't have the funding to get that stuff out on a, on a large scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Limited marketing, yeah. exactly. Or they only rely on referrals. So I want to bring those folks in as well to tell about the resources that they have to share their stories about, you know, because a lot of these folks are also business owners themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They have a heart for helping other business owners. So some of them do this for their full-time job, right? They like consult or do you know, they give free resources or help with incubator programs. And then the evenings, they're running their own business. So that's kind of like this other layer that's really interesting. I also think it'll be really fun to interview some of our staff in the podcast Mm -hmm. just to talk about the jobs um, that they do. I think it's exciting for them to share their story. And it's also helpful for the public to understand all that we do here. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What else? Do you have other ideas too? The podcast can just be so many things mm-hmm. that like, like I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. So uh, Kimberly, uh, we're having an event this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk about that? Yes, we are so excited. This is our inaugural Industrious Women's Summit, and it is co-sponsored by Arizona State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Unit via a grant that we received from the Kauffman Foundation in Kansas City. And so the Kauffman Foundation, they're amazing phenomenal resource for entrepreneurs. They exist to help entrepreneurs. It is the coolest organization. And they're really interested and focused on increasing diversity in entrepreneurship. And so when we won this grant, we had the idea to put together an event for women, really geared towards women in the service industries, which we won't define. We intentionally kind of left that vague. And we thought at first it was going to be this like half day very brief, you know, kind of summit. So we called it a summit. And it turns out that it is a full day conference being hosted here at BBB on Friday. It is sold out like multiple times over. We have a wait list. We have 25 speakers. We're catering breakfast and lunch. Like it has grown so huge just in the last month. It's kind of mind boggling. It's great to see such interest in that kind of event too, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And the thing about it, too, is I know it's called Industrious Women Summit, and obviously it's really geared towards women business owners. However, the content is agnostic in the sense that (laughs) anyone is going to be able to learn. We don't have like specific, very gendered sessions whatsoever. It's interesting to talk about women in industries that are very traditionally male dominated, but seeing women business owners succeed. We're just excited because there has been so much interest in the community and to see it sell out so quickly. It's very telling that while Phoenix is a huge like event and networking city, if you put together something with really substantive content, people will come, mm-hmm. right? So that's what's important to us. And also just speaking to folks who a lot of times feel left out of the conversation, to be totally frank. I'm very involved in the SPHX and the startup community. And I also acknowledge that that community is really geared towards and very focused on folks in the tech sector, which is great, which is important because that's the future that we're moving towards. However, most business owners are small businesses are not tech startups are not tech companies in the 21st century i believe you're going to have to evolve to have tech components to any type of business to sustain yourself and to thrive 
However, again, until we have robots that can basically do everything <laughs> and replace us on all levels, there's going to be a need for all of the service providers and all of the people that are speaking at our summit. So that's what's exciting. The other thing that's really cool to me, because we're talking about some more tangible business topics, but at lunch, we're bringing in Megan Garcia from New America, which is a national think tank. And New America in the last year has really focused on research in Indianapolis and Phoenix. And they're talking about the future of work and automation and how automation is going to impact not just business owners, but their employees and how business owners are going to need to reskill their employees or upskill them because as automation becomes a reality, it is going to displace workers in some of these service industries, right? As things become robotized or is that a word? Automated. Automated. <laughs> as AI <laughs> becomes more prevalent. I mean, there's these are discussions you need to think about. And that being said, a lot of times like a small business owner, the ones that I've spoken to, you know, they tend to think that's more futuristic. That's only going to impact like car manufacturers and people who are doing large scale manufacturing. Mm -hmm. But it isn't. I mean, automation I mean, they, is coming. They, they have they have cameras now that uh, will follow you automatically. So my job's at stake. You right. Know exactly. I mean? So that's why I think it's going to be a fascinating discussion because Megan is going to present the data and then she's going to just foster a discussion because we just don't have enough time. She's given this presentation over an eight hour period and we only have an hour because the schedule is just so jam packed. But I could see that spinning out to be almost a separate conference as well in and of itself. But so we're super psyched about this event. We think it could be a real signature program that BBB puts on and a, a really great way to bring together, again, a diverse group of business owners. A lot of these folks, they stay within their industry, right? So there are some really good networking groups for HVAC professionals, for mechanics, I'm sure. But it, there hasn't been an event to our knowledge that brings together folks from across these trades. And so we even have a few speakers who were pleasantly surprised and said, wow, I didn't know we had a women-owned mechanic shop in Phoenix. So this is just, that's what's so cool about it. It's like happening really organically and we're really excited. And that event in and of itself, oh my goodness, if we asked each speaker we have coming on Friday, Jake, to come do a podcast, we're set through 2018 into 2019. <laughs> We've got all of our guests. We do. Up. Yeah. So yeah, we're really excited for the Industrious Women's Summit on Friday. And we can't wait to share the results, the outcomes, the next steps, because we do think that with the demand we've experienced, it's going to become an annual event for Better Business Bureau. So if anything that you've heard today piques your interests, gets you excited, brings ideas to mind, um, where should people go, Jake? They should send an email to info at bbbcommunity.org. Nice. Yes. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you. We'll, you know, have a back and forth conversation, see what we can do. Yeah. We're so excited to hear from you. Send us your ideas uh, for topics. If there's things you want to hear about, if you want to be a guest on our new podcast, sign up while you can. Mm -hmm. If you'd be interested in having your company sponsor an episode, I think we're open to that as well. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, if you guys are excited about the podcast, uh, subscribe to it anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, come back next time.